What up, folks? Happy Friday, and welcome to another installment of Rich Friend, Rich the Elevated Friend. Conversation, brought to you by the Tequila Avion. On this episode, we pour out some tequila for SpongeBob SquarePants. R.I.P. We break down fast fashion and small bites. Gotta get some new clothes, Jamel. And we debate debates. What? We debate debates. Let's go. Peace, peace. Yo. Back again. What up? Back at it again. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, another edition of Rich Friend. (laughs) The elevated can i just say you do that extremely well like it's a really npr start yeah to this thing yeah i'm, I'm good at this i'm good at this podcast thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm nice no, no let me tell you first of all tramel got a shape up so we don't know what the fuck is about oh, to happen man. in this episode y'all should see tramel tramel hey, went to the bar hey, with, hey, it, hey, it might on, get crazy hold on, this hold on let me do this right hold on welcome to rich friend the elevated conversation presented by tequila avion mm-hmm uh, I'm surprised you didn't say something like starring Matthew Chamel and his sidekick. <laughs> like the shape up. I'm nervous. I gotta be honest, I'm nervous. Starring Krusty the Clown inside your body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking nervous, y'all. Um, uh, wow. Yeah, for... for No, no, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. We're both just making this up as we go along. And thank you for riding with us as we do it. We realized today that we're, at, like, we're, we're five episodes in and eventually we're gonna lose count. And that's cool. That's the best part. Yeah, right. The right. first episode where we don't say how many episodes we've right, done. Right, 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 right. Like that's going to mean, yeah, 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 that we're somewhere. Yeah. Today's uh, drink is a uh, silver and club. Some straight up uh, Avion silver and some club soda. Uh, this club soda came in like a really cool little bottle with like a tree on it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really into it. And uh, yeah, so uh, cheers. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Man, crazy, crazy fucking week. As always. That uh that we had, mm-hmm. which is uh it's dope. I I gotta start with this. It really bummed me out. Today was announced that uh there will be no more SpongeBob SquarePants. It's really fucked up, man. Uh, the season. They canceled SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, it's dark. As a cartoon lover, yeah. I never really understood um canceling a cartoon as prolific as that i'm all about out with the old and with the new right right but it's not like spongebob put on weight or that he got washed yeah. up or that he got a drug problem yeah yeah it yeah. ain't like he sexually assaulted you know right. patrick <laughs> like that's why they canceled martin that's why we lost martin because uh-huh. he was wilding uh-huh. that didn't yeah. happen with spongebob yeah yeah i yeah. look at my favorite cartoons when i was growing up i was a huge nickelodeon head mm-hmm. kablam mm-hmm. doug fucking uh Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's not a cartoon, but that was my shit. Yeah, it was pretty like, dope. All of that, and then no, I, you're right. I have, I have guy kinda, kids, yeah. and they're watching terrible cartoons right, right, right now. Right, right, right. You kind of think that, like, I always pictured it like, oh, like, cartoons are evergreen because there's always going to be children. It's like, like a show that's like, I don't know, like, Mad Men or, like, some real show. You have to, like, appeal to, like, some time and some sentiment of, like, real world and, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, the taste of, like, adults. You know what I mean? But kids just always like the same thing. Stupid stuff. Yeah. Animals that talk. Colors. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, so why would that ever... Yeah, like, so why would that ever have to change, you it know? It doesn't. Yeah. That's, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, and that's the pretty characters heavy don't... Bob, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. How long... I don't know. How long was the show on? I almost didn't make like... it to the recording today. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to go mourn. Right. Wow. Ha- it had to be, like, 16... 17 years. 17 years. years. Yeah, right. Don't... Yeah. Again, don't fact yeah, check us. Yeah, we don't yeah, fact yeah. check on this show. Man, yeah. That it's is, my favorite That is, part. like... And it's, like, maybe, you know, I don't know. 
SpongeBob was like it felt like ahead of its time in so many different ways. Like it felt like even when you were watching it as a kid, you were like, "This is crazy!" Like somebody got away with something that this is on Nickelodeon right now. My man lived in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> like <laughs> all I'm saying is like the show, the show was brilliant. And in in commemoration, what are your what are some of your favorite? Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants moments, or what are your like? Oh man! So the moment where he's delivering the pizza, classic, and he starts singing, yeah. And he like they definitely. get somebody that can actually sing, yeah. like that shit was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when he hit got the his floor, funny, definitely. When he got his driver's license, yeah, yeah that yeah, shit yeah, was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I think my favorite episode was when um him and Squidward are riding the like trying to ride the rocks across the frontier. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. That might I think that might have been the delivery episode, but just like SpongeBob's like, yeah, like the pioneers used to ride these across miles across the terrain. Yes. <laughs> like he was just so down for anything. Any situation, Come any on. circumstance, any person, any friend, he was just ready, like let's just have fun right now we'll figure out everything else later it didn't need to be that good yeah man the show didn't need to be like uh we're pouring some avion tequila out yeah yeah without question yeah man please all right i also i also can't drive and so i relate so much to the whole like trying to you know what i mean get the license yeah you know and like having that blowfish teacher that was just like man not cool yeah and there was like oh man she was the worst yeah 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 she sucked man i didn't know we were gonna go that hard mr crab mr crabs became a whole phenomenon in himself wow mr crabs had such a big year you know like it's like think about that yeah he has a fucking crazy year (laughs) i didn't even think about my dude mr crabs really just emerged on his own as like fuck you know like and it's crazy and i always went like i know he was i guess it was like a i guess it was a pirate i guess what was that accent that he the, had the dude in the be oh yeah. Mr. Krabs yeah like, he why was a pirate did he because talk? he was I think I think he talked like that because he was stingy he was selfish like a, like a pirate oh okay like that's okay. how brilliant the show was yeah my G. yeah yeah you yeah, didn't even yeah. think levels we mm-hmm. still we'll be dissecting this shit 20 <laughs> years from now <laughs> no definitely <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we want to welcome you to the Spongebob hour yeah. <laughs> god damn man like yeah I don't that's crazy did you see Chance the Rapper's fucking candy commercial I did I loved it his well, it was Kit Kat right yes he like re-recorded the, he the just Kit sang Kat it, song. but he sang it in the chance voice. Yeah, and so it's that was pretty. I mean, that was cool. That you, was like you, you know, know. What's extra awesome about a guy like Chance getting like a super commercial commercial like that. Mm-hmm. That is just you could tell is just maybe some people that are like purists would be like, oh, he's selling out. Right. Like Chance is independent. He saw all of that check. Like his little girl and his and his wife fiance. Yeah, 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 they yeah. saw all of that check. Yeah, and I think that changes it. For yeah. Me. I it's, mean, you know, it's not going to some whatever, you know. Yeah, I I get it. I mean, so that just means you sold out in the most efficient, pure way possible. You know, yeah. if you if you take that stance, well, not saying that I do, you know, he but. gives his music away. Right, right, right. And right, right. he gets money from his shows and from his merch. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, if ever there was a guy to get a Kit Kat check and it not bother me, it's Chance the Rapper. My one my one like if i had to just poke at anything on something that i do think is genuinely cool like yeah the chance the rapper pun like it's just like, <laughs> you couldn't possibly hang low you know what i mean like you couldn't have possibly just you know like there was no absolutely not one that was a like like three and a half minute meeting Yes. Someone in the room said, "Oh yeah, there's this rapper named Chance the Rapper, and we make this product that comes in wrappers. So the rapper should be the rapper, and he right. should sing the song. Right? Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like, make the phone call. You know. But no, nah, it was. I mean, 
you know, for what it's worth, it's like dope for him, man. I don't know. I think it's like it's cool when a brand takes a risk like that. It's like obviously they know, you know what I mean? Like it's like Kit Kat is not as fucking cool and culturally informed as uh tequila avion clearly and so they <laughs> shout out like, you know what i mean so yeah. they had to just like dive into the space and they made the right choice or made a really good choice considering like right. you know that Chan- could that could have been like fucking i don't know chance the rapper was their second choice for this podcast <laughs> so if we had to say no right. they would have went to chance. right right that's what right. that's what i read right, i didn't right, i don't right. know who said I didn't, i'm not saying that it's just yeah. what people are reporting yeah and i mean that could have been like a Kit Kat commercial with like Lil Uzi Vert or something and wow. they just would have not been the same you know what I mean can I like, say something crazy about Lil Uzi <laughs> like, I'm feeling, I'm, feeling same I'm, I'm about to I'm about know? to say something that I shouldn't say but Spongebob's got me in my feelings mm-hmm. tell Speak me Lil it. Uzi doesn't look like a black Peter Dinklage wow <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I look to my judges. <laughs> no, like, 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 height, wow. height's not the thing. Height's not the thing. Like, look at it, like, in the face. Like, if you were like, yeah, that's his black cousin. Oh, That's Peter man. Dinklage's black cousin. Well, let's just say, you know, I mean, I think there's a there's a promising career in film and television for him. I think, there would be, a, a, like, amazing music video <laughs> where you had... Lil Yachty, Uzi, Twenty One Savage, and they did like a like a Game of Thrones. I mean the the episode. video the video he just put out was uh, Alice and in Wonderland, which is like not too far off. It's not too far off, you and know? you have Young Thug like... be Mother of Dragons, have him be Khaleesi. <laughs> oh <my God>. Bruh, <laughs> I'm Yo. giving y'all free sauce. Young today. Thug flying, SpongeBob. Young Thug flying is one of the most beautiful mental images I think I've ever conjured. Come on, Young Thug with wings. Yeah. Yo, okay, so here, let's talk about something that's hybrid out because okay. We're just we're flying yeah, yeah, off yeah, the yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. All right, Rich, um, Rich friend, the elevated conversation. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh-huh. Did you see uh, Lin Manuel on uh, SNL? Did oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the I saw the opening monologue where he did um, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw away my shot. Like he redid the yes. uh, the Hamilton song. You saw Hamilton. I saw Hamilton. I did too. So we're both certified assholes. We have verified blue checks. Yeah, for yeah. obnoxious humans. Yeah, <laughs> I will say this. I w- this is my. Did you, did you think it was as, like, did you think it was incredible and like God's gift to? Art? I actually, I thought it was. I actually thought I liked the. I liked it. I liked it as an open. I thought it was creative and I thought it was good. And um, he he has theater hands, and that always annoys me. Like if you look at, they were definitely flying. They, they had were, he yeah, has theater yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, it was strong. So that's like yeah. literally my only criticism. Mm-hmm. But I I will say that. I know so many people that love Hamilton mm-hmm. but won't listen to hip hop. Right. And that bothers me. I think that was his exact plan. I think that's what, what I think that's the hugest win that he could possibly, you know. But, I think that's the but whole it point. didn't inspire them to go listen to more hip hop. It right. just inspired them to listen to the Hamilton soundtrack and then not listen to hip hop ever again. Right. Until like New York magazine says, Oh, there's this culturally awesome thing that you got like there might be hamilton line and there might be hamilton fans that don't realize that what they're doing is rapping no when you're watching it legitimately mesmerizing you know because you're like wow they're pulling this off nobody's fucking up nobody's running out of breath every single lyric makes sense and it's going on for like hours you know, so yeah. you kind of are like so overwhelmed by like what's like just the pure like raw talent of like what's happening that you're like, oh shit. This and Lincoln rap. And exactly. And by rap standards, yes. it's competent. It's like, know? he's like, but he's like, it's like more of the Eminem genre mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. like being technically exactly like right, exactly. proficient yeah, and yeah, spitting. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I yeah, still, yeah. I wish, like, I think it's so funny 
that you know there are people who love it and mm-hmm. think it's so brilliant mm-hmm. but they just can't stand hip-hop yeah and to me yeah i don't under i can't really wrap my mind around that i think i, mean, it, I think yeah. it might have done more harm in that regard than good right because what it's saying is that all of the you know innuendos and the slang and the nuance of hip-hop and the things that like the way two chains aka titty boy mm-hmm. says something and we think it's kind of brilliant mm-hmm. you know like they it no only, longer yeah, yeah, they no yeah, longer yeah. have to like try to understand that to enjoy the genre right right, right and right. i and i kind of right I know well, that that's like well, nitpicking, but I, it kind of does annoy me. I understand this completely, and I want to ask you something because I've been thinking about this for a while, right? So it's like, okay, right? Like, there's singing and there's rapping, right? Yeah. You can sing uh, a country song. You can sing an R&B song. You can sing a jazz song. You can sing a mil- you can sing a national anthem. You can sing a hymn. You can sing a million different things, different mm-hmm. kinds of songs, right? The practice of singing does not determine what the genre is, right? Right. But with rap and hip hop, as soon as you rap, it's hip hop, right? You can't rap in any other kind of medium and have it not be hip hop. The two are synonymous, right? Even though one wow. is like a thing you do with your voice and another is like a category of music, right? right? So I always felt like when a lot of like, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that we would categorize that gets categorized as hip hop and gets talked about as hip hop that like as if it's just one big thing that if it was sort of fragmented differently wouldn't be as like problematic like we wouldn't tr- be trying to figure out how like Absol and like fucking like kodak black can exist in the same world right, 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 because right. those are two completely different. different things yes. clearly you know what i mean and so it's like with something like hamilton where it's like okay these guys are rapping but i can't say this music is hip-hop even though he loves it, you know like is yeah. there any sort of like distinction or can there be any kind of distinction there once you're rhyming in that way that it has to be dependent on what like it has to be on hip-hop's terms in that case you no know? i think you're right i think I, well i think what you're saying is how i feel and right how a lot right, of feel. right 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 and I, like, I remember, i'm not yeah, sure that yeah. i'm not sure that there that needs to be solved for mm-hmm. does that make sense like mm-hmm. you're right mm-hmm. and i'm i'm okay with that like i'm right. okay with us having some type of standard across all hip-hop yeah considerations and if you rap i put you in this folder and you need to you need to do these adhere certain to things. certain standards yeah, 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 i'm yeah, okay yeah, with yeah, that yeah, maybe i real. shouldn't be. no 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 no. that may no that's valid i mean if you see you know when like if you see the 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 monologue that he did on um on snl it's like it's crazy he's like the whole narrative is him being like oh i always wanted to host snl and like it's, I'm not gonna blow it and da da da, and he's like walking through like the crowd and the whole studio and everything is in rhyme and like when you see someone do that you're like oh my god this is amazing but it doesn't necessarily make you think of like Ti, you know like it's yeah. not really the same thing you know my thing is whatever the most problematic thing that you hate this week is probably gonna see itself out eventually right so I, you know what I mean like it's like people get real you know you get and i and i do too we all do because we all have eyes and we, you know what i mean but it's yeah, like you yeah, see stuff yeah. and you get super like yo this sucks and then eventually like nature is like oh yeah it does suck so it's it's gone now it's over you know like when's the last time anybody talks about iggy azalea like no one wow gives a fuck about iggy azalea and it's like <laughs> it might you know what i mean like it's not yeah by any you know it's not by any like force of we didn't force her out she just sort of saw herself out because she didn't have that much to offer you know what is freaking a lot of people out what's up this clown shit have you 
have you have you been fo- i started following this twitter oh handle my God. that just has all of like it just it's just a great feed with all of the clown sightings and all the the crazy yeah you know and my favorite thing about it is it shows the towns yeah and it's always like blue springs missouri like like very very <laughs> like like very comfortable with me because right. basically where i'm from yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and my, i i love i love the idea that something so silly mm-hmm. can catch on and there's some high school kid that like is gonna make a thing yeah. that will make it all the way to like yeah. GQ office, yeah, New Yorker yeah, yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that to yeah. me, no, it's amazing. No matter how dumb it is, because there's nothing anyone can do about it. Yes, <laughs> you cannot stop that kid from getting these laughs. <laughs> That's what's so magical about it is that no one can it's do hilarious. anything. Let me ask you a question, Tramel, because you're from Brooklyn. Yeah. If Brooklyn's you, a very nice place. It is a very, yeah, very yeah, yeah, nice yeah. place. Y'all yeah, have yeah. great kale salads Thank in Brooklyn. Thank Brooklyn you. is no Thank longer we tough. Pride, we pride ourselves yeah. on kale. I'm a, I'm a resident of Brooklyn. I love Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you were in the woods, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm not saying that you do or do not have a shorty, but let's say for mm-hmm. the, you have a shorty in the story, mm-hmm. a young lady that you are courting, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Y'all are camping. It's nice. Mm-hmm. All right? You got on some car... car <laughs> Yo, I don't know why. The, I don't going, know why everybody going, laughing. Keep you got, going. You got on some Nike. They can't dunks. believe the. <laughs> you got on some Nike dunks. They're like, I'm not sold so far. There's you're, no way this shit would happen. You're about to. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that. That's disrespect. <laughs> you got on some Nike dunks. You about to go okay. to sleep. So you got on like your purple do rag. I know you sleep in a do rag. Right, 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 okay? right. Knotted in the front. Right? Yes, knotted in the front. Uh huh. You see a clown. A clown yeah. walks up to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's holding a bat. Holding a bat. You're in the woods. Okay. Well, holding a bat is like anyone holding a bat. He doesn't have to be a clown. What do you do? What would you do, Tremel? I mean, then there's like, then I, one of us is going to get fucked up. Like, so you're going to run up on him? Yeah, of course. You have to. You're in the woods. There's no hope. There's no, you know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to do? It's like fight or flight. You know what I mean? If he's holding a bat. Okay, okay, like okay. Anyone, okay, how about this? Anyone could be holding a how bat. How about this? You know? You're with your shorty. Okay. <laughs> Nike dunks. Do rag. In the woods. You see a clown. He's holding a spatula. I fucking laugh my ass off. That's fucking hilarious. You don't. That's amazing. You don't fight him. No, yeah, the spatula. Because he's got a spatula. No, that's amazing. So it's not clowns. Like if you were to just see a random clown in the woods, that's what I. Be yeah, like that's the. It's like okay, but like, it's the bat that threatens. You. Right. It's like if there's. I mean, the the that's the thing is that this is just so odd, but it's not violent. So that's why you can't stop it because you just see a clown and it's like technically that clown isn't doing anything wrong. Sometimes they it's chase not the even people. Like, no. no no, no, of course, of course. But that's what makes it such a brilliant prank. And that's all it is, is just a huge nationwide prank, right? Yeah. And that's what makes it so good is that you can't... It's like if a clown is running around trying to steal kids and trying to blah, 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 then obviously that's fucked up. But like, right. I could be wrong, but this started with just like, I'm just in this clown costume and yeah. I'm walking down the street yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, technically yeah. not doing anything wrong. Right. But I am also fucking with people. But I think I have the solution. I oh, think, shit. I think I have the answer. Yes. For Halloween, we should just all be clowns as a nation like everyone should be a clown for halloween and what would that solve that takes all their power away then it's like should we should we should we all be police that's interesting that's <laughs> oh y'all thought i was bullshitting today i told you i was gonna get crazy should we do that should we, should we all just dress up as the things that that we're afraid of no i'm just saying i'm like if we were all clowns then there's like no then this is no longer like a weird strange thing because obviously halloween is when they're gonna fucking turn up i would imagine 
That's but then, but like. you're not going to be afraid to see a clown on Halloween. You'd be afraid when you saw a clown randomly, right? right. Like, right. there's nothing. They can't. There's no way that's scary. A right. clown on Halloween. Right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is foolproof. Maybe it's. Airtight. I think it's. I think it's airtight. <laughs> I think they got. I think they got one. I think they got one. Yo, I have a question. Hit me. Can you explain to me what uh, fast fashion is? Because yes. I saw. There was like this, uh, basically like Topshop, they got accused of like ripping off this Etsy designer um, mm-hmm. for like, since we're talking about Halloween, like she made this like Halloween patch that was like like a pumpkin or something like that. And it was called like Halloween Queen or something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. they came out with a pair of socks. And I remember seeing like Urban Outfitters and like other places that are like that, that got accused of ripping off younger designers. And right. part of me was like, I kind of understand that. And part of me was like, I don't get this at all you know what i mean like yeah. where how that even happens or whether you know could, well, is that does that happen could that yeah. be a coincidence so here's like here's fast fashion is h&m zara uniqlo yeah brands like that that yeah, offer yeah, yeah, yeah. something that's like designy uh it has to be like on trend right you know right right but super cheap mm-hmm. and made cheaply and they make a lot of it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the moral debate is take like zara so like the owner of zara again we don't fact check but like legit is like the most like he's like the richest man on the planet damn yeah like he hit some record he's either the richest man in like his country or continent some shit like yeah, that yeah, like yeah. zara's doing extremely well right right. what right. zara does is it sees something that like gucci makes and then it makes its version of it yeah but it's for people that can't necessarily buy the gucci one right, right now right. as a kid who grew up in the midwest and you know didn't have money but was like like super into certain designers i mm-hmm. totally get that like i wanted to dress a certain way i wanted to look like the celebrities that i admire yeah, whatever yeah, whatever yeah. so you do that like i think that that has like real value mm-hmm. and the debate here is what happens when they knock off a designer that no one knows as opposed to like the as opposed to like got, gucci yeah, gucci's yeah, gonna be yeah, fine yeah, right, right alessandro's right. a genius gucci's good right you know so like you're not threatening gucci because the kid who bought that thing could have never afforded gucci anyway yeah Right. So you're only threatening Gucci like they're like, you know, you're biting my thing, but I'm not taking money out of your pocket. Yeah. But yeah, if you're yeah, an up and coming yeah, yeah, designer yeah. and you take some, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that's the debate that people are having now. And I I would say that it just has to be before you can have the debate. And I haven't looked at the Halloween queen thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But like that to me doesn't sound like original enough of an idea yeah i'm like to I'm, say to say like zara's corrupt or something it just seems that i i could be completely off but the idea of like i could be completely off but the idea of like a company like fucking uh top shop or urban outfitters yeah. or whatever like thinking that they could get away with that to me is so bizarre because everything is so transparent you know what i mean they're like the idea that they're like oh this person on etsy made this thing it's already there on the same Instagram that everybody else gets to look at, on the same Etsy link that everybody else gets to look at, that we get to look at, and we'll just take it. It seems like you're just handing yourself over to getting called out, which makes me believe like that can't be how that happens. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, I mean, you know, let's not act like this doesn't happen in like every other, you know, industry. I mean, look at music. How many times has somebody taken? a sound or something and they're far more famous and like you're like yeah but i know that you got this from this person or i know that you start rapping like this because of this person and like it's up to that person to make it big so we know that they're being copied 
But if you know the original reference, you respect the original reference a lot more than the copier. But not a lot of people know it. Right. And I and I don't think I think that that's just a game people play. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, that we've yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. in everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. Everybody, everybody's stealing from everybody. You mm-hmm. know, the good thing about the internet is that you can a have a uh, some type of like you know institutional memory some type of footprint right that's to prove. that to me seems like yeah you know because even like music is so intangible so it's like on the one hand yeah it's like all right these like you started making beats to sound like this so somebody else is going to do it or you started right. like doing like fucking like tropical house or whatever and then this person started doing it or whatever you want to call it but like that's all subjective kind of you can like argue your way out of it whereas right. like if you're like oh i drew this thing and now you have it on a shirt right. in your big ass store, and it's clear that I drew it. You know, right. but let's use you and I as an example, mm-hmm. right? So we got this podcast, fifth episode in. Shout out one, two, three, four, five. Hey, right? And let's say we only got five episodes in. Mm-hmm. A bigger podcast takes what we do. They take best and worst, mm-hmm. right? And they could never do it like we do it, but they try to do it. Mm-hmm. That's cute. I wouldn't say. I would tell us, you and I that we decide to step into a, a realm where that happens. You take that risk. And everybody in fashion knocks off everybody in fashion. Right, right, right. So you chose to step into an industry. I would say as a consumer, you can make a moral decision. Yeah. But that person, that designer, the girl who made, um, that you were talking about that made the patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the world that you operate in now. Everyone has to deal with it. Yeah, That yeah, would be yeah. like being a musician and being like, yo, people are downloading my music for free. Like, I don't want to hear you bitch about that in 2016. Yeah. Because that is the industry that you, like, everyone has to deal with. That it. is valid. And if that everyone has to deal with it, then, you know, it's, it's fair you game. You gotta just, like, be ahead of it. Like, yeah, it's more. fair game yeah, if yeah, everyone yeah. has to deal with it. Yeah, no, that's valid. Um, you know? That's crazy. I don't know if you've seen this page. And this is like, we like, I'm glad <laughs> we went five episodes without saying the S word, but there's this uh, page uh, called Supreme Copies. That's, I was um, like, the S word? <laughs> that's Shit. like, uh, it's basically like just shows every, uh, I think it's like Supreme underscore copies or something like that. And it's like shows every inspiration yeah. that like each piece that comes out each season is like taking off and it's like oh yeah this was this uh like vintage shirt that like billy corgan wore once and like this is this like whatever like band t-shirt and this is this book cover and this is this whatever and yeah. like and it's so like it shows the inspiration one, for it yeah, yeah it's like one to one like oh you guys like here's like this crest that was on this sweater in 1983 and then you guys took it and put supreme on it and that then sounds like one, a good thing to me yeah no that's what i'm saying like on one level it's like oh this is dope because we all know the brand touches all of these different touchstones and participates in those spaces and that's why they make references to them and you're supposed to know about them and that's supposed to be your reward. You know what I'm saying? But then like to see them all laid out in that way, it's kind of like um it's kind of like who sampled like when you see all the samples yeah. in one place then you're like, "Oh, like on the one hand this is amazing, and then on the other hand like all of this is from someone else who made something up from scratch." Right. That you sampled you know it's like so it's like such a i hear you you know i feel what you're saying but it's also like how how much of it did you think was pure creation yeah right 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 right, if you don't and the ability to recognize what to use and how to use it is also a talent i know it's like it's an amazing talent it's like steve Jobs said you know i don't play an instrument i play the orchestra you right, know what I mean? Right, like, right, that's right, what right. that's what James Jebby and Angelo and all those cats do. And yeah, there's no one better than them in my opinion. Right, right, like, right. Like across, right. like 
high fashion, fast fashion, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't I don't know if there's anybody that achieves exactly what they want to achieve like those cats. No, but I really like what you said about like it being that's like the that's like the playing field. Like that's the room. That's it. That you step into. I mean, you know what I'm it, saying? that doesn't mean you know, as a consumer, mm-hmm. have an opinion on that. You could definitely support, you know, the original. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm with that. Mm-hmm. But as the competitor, as the gladiator, right? You tr- like if everyone has to deal with something, I kind of can't hear you. Like, I don't have any sympathy because yeah. everybody <laughs> has to deal with it. Yeah, from yeah, every, yeah. you know, from 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 all genres. Yeah, a thing that yeah, yeah. Uh, only certain people have to deal with. Uh, fucking racism. Did you see? <laughs> Holy shit, this rocked my world. Did you see the Bill O'Reilly segment? Um, the Asian American. Yeah, the Chinatown one. Yeah, I honestly dude... didn't watch the segment because I was like, this is just gonna annoy me too much. But wow, I let me about break it, it down. Watch the Daily Show response to it, which was really good. And yeah, yeah, it was it was heavy. It's yeah. I I recommend if there's a way to look at it without giving them the click. Right. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely yeah. do that. But. I, I don't I mean uh, let me ask you you're you're a smart guy like what makes a joke a joke like what makes this is such a good question man what this makes is such, a joke a joke this is such a good question and what makes a statement offensive yeah this is such a good question especially because I think we engage with so much of the things that we really need to talk about right now through humor and in one way it's like a saving grace because yes. it's like everybody can laugh but on the other hand, it's so dicey because what makes a joke a good joke is if everybody laughs. You know what I mean? And it's like there's no joke where everybody the, laughs. No, 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 no. This is where I'm going with that, right? Is that like okay? You talk about um, this segment where this dude goes into Chinatown and does just the most like fucking snooze fest, like whatever, like uh, like archaic. Just like straight up, like stereotypical, like Asian jokes. You know what I mean? That are yeah. like, like Mr. Miyagi and like Bruce Lee and just like and like talking to people who can't speak English and just really like archaic. Right. Just how could you even think that this was? Obviously, it's offensive, but it's also not Funny. even funny. You know. But like, here's the thing. But here's the thing. Okay, so I was on a, <laughs> I was on a date, little Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. This girl came over. We're hanging out. She's funny. Uh, she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like two years ago and she's really into comedy on our like second date. We went to look at some, we went to some comedy club or something. Mm -hmm. So we're watching Louis CK Mm -hmm. and he tells a joke where he uses the N word. Right. He says nigga. And I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Right. That can be funny. I believe that. She thought it was extremely offensive. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, like, there's no foolproof. Like, that doesn't... I I hear what you're saying, and for the longest, that rationale was enough for me. Like, if it made me laugh, then it's cool. If it didn't, then it was offensive. But But I don't think that that works anymore. I mean, there's a way, like, there's... The most basic understandings that you have of a joke is, like, oh, like, I'm I'm laughing with you or I'm laughing at you, right? So it's I like, like that. Period. Yo, and it's like we all understand that, right? So it's like we there's like so much funny shit about culture and about race and about like all these like weird contradictions and tensions that we have in America, right. you know? And there's ways that like if you're actually trying to be funny, 
that you can be in that like anyone that can recognize humor will find hilarious you know we've had like plenty of examples of that i think like you know louis like does a great fucking job of that you know um but to do some shit that's just like oh hey guys let's all laugh at that over there right 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 which is what that segment was. yeah you know what i mean and i think it's like and it's you know it's really it's like asian americans like have to fucking deal with enough already being this sort of you know being a group that on the one hand is like so like completely like vital to the country and like so huge and contributing so much and like really like integrated in like the fabric of what america is and then on the other hand like being really just like othered in a way you know there's like there's this huge platform to talk about like black issues there's this huge platform to talk about like muslim issues because of the political climate but that to me that that sketch wouldn't have happened if they didn't think that they had the liberty to just be like oh well we can just get away with that because it's just like china you know what i mean like that's not like you know and that is just like that's what kind of like is so it's so like uh, we come up so short in talking about inclusion and in talking about equality and in talking about like diversity and all these things people want to talk about because we don't talk about everyone you know like we don't talk about everyone and that just leaves stuff open for like this kind of like lame stuff to happen and then worse stuff to happen you know right Um, there was some dude at the times it's like like an Asian American that like works at the times who was like he was coming like coming home with his family from church. He bumps into some lady. I think it was like the Upper East Side or something like that. And she's like, "Oh, go back to your country." And he's like, "What? <laughs> like what? Like what year? Like you know what I mean? Like what year?" He's is like, this? "I'm from Berkeley." Yeah, exactly. Like what, what are you, what are you talking? Ta- about? Like what? Like he wrote this op-ed and it was really good. And it's just like you know the more that like I feel like we get on like one track when it comes to stuff. And, you know, it's like, oh, like, this is this is the cause that we're talking about this week. And it's like that skews our ability to be like, hey, like, everybody is here. Like, everybody has stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, to contribute ultimately. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That sketch was fucking lame, though. I mean, we shouldn't expect better from O'Reilly anyway. Wow. That was a brick. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, that was crazy how Bill O'Reilly still has a job, yet my man SpongeBob. Hell yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hell yeah. Like, come on. Make America great again. Yo, this is like, that's a true injustice. I feel you. I feel you completely, man. Hell yeah. Yo, so we're going to do something special today. We, um, we're going to uh, we're gonna have a debate. Mm-hmm. We want to do this a few times periodically. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that is just because, you know, I can't think of anyone I like to argue with more than Matthew Trammell. It is. It is pretty it's fun. Great. Yeah, it's great. It's just great. I'm very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we have a topic. Trammell's going to read it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys, you know, uh, might have noticed that we, like, avoided uh, this huge, insane debate <laughs> that the whole country just watched. Um, but uh, today, as part of, like, one of our first sort of formal debates on Rich Friend, we want to uh, debate the debate. As in, uh, we want to ask whether or not um, political debates, presidential debates are outdated. How meta is that? Debate the debate. Whether it's like an effective form for campaigning, whether it helps the voters, whether it's like good TV. This is a podcast inside of a podcast. It's deep. It's deep. Rich friend, you guys, like I told (laughs) y'all, like stick with us, you know? But yeah, no, like in all seriousness, I mean, I think 
everybody watched it and the unanimous sort of uh reaction that i saw for you know good or bad team blue team red or whatever was like that was tough to watch yes and you know read the, read the resolution right after a while it's like you know what what is this what are we watching you right. know so um resolved the federal government should end one-on-one debates between electoral candidates and mark anthony green is going to speak in the affirmative yes and he's going to argue that they should yes so let's hear what he has to say people at home listen donald trump destroyed ruined the debate as we know it and this is why there there are three reasons right mm-hmm. number 1 is when you have something like his misogynistic i mean it, it's sexual harassment at best sexual <laughs> assault at most accurate mm-hmm. uh comments and this is such a serious issue right and i think that unfortunately he has changed american politics so that the next election it will be a lot more mudslinging and a lot more dirty right you had a woman who seemed it, like we all were emotional we all thought that was the the ugliest most terrible sound clip and she has to i mean the the most odd part was the very beginning they didn't shake hands and I think that there's a physical closeness and a, and a, um, to me, it's kind of like cruel and unusual punishment that she had to listen to him, call her a liar as he lied, you know, through his teeth that close to him in such a form that it's just, it was extremely unhelpful mm. for her and, and I, and not unhelpful for her, but I think it was, it was unfair like it's unfair when you don't have to say the truth. If if we were going to have some way to and that's my second point, to like fact check debates on the spot, fine, keep them. But Donald Trump has made it totally fine for you to walk up there and just lie. And it's not you you're you're assuming that the American people are going to go home and do research and their due diligence to find the truth. But if they were going to do that, we wouldn't need the debate in the first fucking place. If you were going to look up, if you like, if America was going to do that, we're going to go look up people's policies and that. Why would you need a debate? People do it on television primetime because at a time that was the best way for two civilized people that represent two different sides to, to, to get together and to have a debate to see who was more poised, who's more articulate, who was more relatable uh, to, you know, at times and, and at the best of times show where they stand on certain issues and to tell the truth that no longer exists. So now all we have is this like fight night. And I think the person who's willing to play dirtiest is, is the person that's going to win. And it puts the other candidate in this situation where you're damned if you do damned, if you don't. And if you do the right thing, you know, you he gets to stand up there and accuse you and you know accuse your husband and accuse your kids or whatever he gets to do whatever he wants to do and if you do the wrong thing then you you know you're doing the wrong thing and the third and last point and you know if i'm just being completely completely blunt it's 
there has to be another way because when was the last time we thought about this? I mean, think Lincoln Douglas, you know, like debate. That is such an archaic model. And there has to be a way, you know, anytime you don't rethink something for, you know, over a hundred years, right now debates are a spectacle, but it is entertaining. Democracy shouldn't, shouldn't be threatened because of entertainment. And now the negative. At this point in the election, we need to see our candidates argue. We need to see them in the hot seat. We need to see them take a stance and persuade other people to believe their stance. We need to see them do the job that they're going to have to do as president. To me, if we're electing you, it's for you to go into the world and present the stance of our country. Things that we need, things that we want, things that we want to help with, things that we want to trade, things that we want to not happen anymore. Like, you have to be able to articulate a point and present it. An idea in, like, a silo is not, it's not, it's, it's not an opinion, you know? It's just a thought. It's like, it's like a, it's like, you know, it's like a bow, like, it's like an arrow with no bow, you know? It's just yes. an arrow. It's just sitting there without any tension, without any resistance, without any conflict, without an opposing side. It can't be sharpened. It can't be made into something that's, like, useful or effective. So I feel like it's, like, absolutely important for candidates to have to show and prove, you know? And what I really don't understand and what I didn't understand about what, you know, we might see in this third election and what we've seen in the first and second, if there are any indication, or in this third debate, pardon me, is that, like, instead of, like, taking this opportunity where you have this captive audience where the whole country is watching where wherever you, whatever you think and whatever your sort of stance and idea is like why would you not take the opportunity to lay it out there like why would you not forget who else is standing there forget like whatever what like mud you can sling you know what i mean to use a parlance or like whatever way you can undermine the other side or whatever way you can use a buzzword like it's like if you have your fucking best trick like use it if you have like your best dunk you bring it out in the dunk contest you know like now's the time to be like, hey guys, like, here's my plan for fucking, like, health coverage. Here's my plan for fucking Syria. Here's what I'm gonna do, and like, here's how it's gonna work. And I'm gonna say this idea that's so good that my opponent, who's like an idiot, isn't gonna be able to counter it, you know? And I think that's what people so desperately want. Like, it's so rare that we even get to see the people that like lead our country just sort of address us in this way you get like a union address you get like when something shitty happens like the president goes up and talks or whatever but this is like a platform that could be extremely useful and like extremely effective and like help sort of demystify a lot of what goes on in politics for a lot of people and we just see people not using it efficiently i don't know if that means as far as like changing it whether it's like I don't know, like, uh, you know, like, I watch Shark Tank. I think it's fucking amazing that you have to go up to the, <laughs> the sharks and, like, pitch them on, like, a business, and they decide whether your business is worth their investment. I feel like that's fucking tight. If there was three Ken Bones, and he was just sitting Let's up go. there, and it was two candidates, and you had to be like, hey, Mr. Bone, here's what I think about Syria. Here's what I think about health insurance. Here's what I think about this. Uh, I feel like this would be a great investment for you. I feel like I could really lead your country really well. And I'm seeking like 
$300,000 in a 5% equity or whatever the equivalent of yeah, that yeah, is yeah, in yeah. like an elect, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then the other candidate goes and they're like, this is my plan and this is what I think and da da da. And then they decide who won right, right. there. To me, that's a fucking, that's great television. Right. And debate has gotten us to a really good place, I think. And especially like right now, because it's like everything is out there and you can't fucking deny it, you know, or you can't just be like, no, that doesn't exist because everything is transparent now because we have these tools and it's like we shouldn't be shying away from the argument there we should be trying to like refine it and make it like efficient so that the right ideas right. get out and but, it's like of service to people and not of service to like narratives right. you know what i mean let me retort yeah okay go you for said it. a yeah, lot yeah, of things yeah. i agree yeah, yeah, with yeah, which yeah. are the changes yeah yeah, yeah. two things though mm-hmm. you said basically this is like a simulation and if you're going to get my vote it's good to see them show how they would lead a nation yeah right mm-hmm. here's the issue though a debate like last night's and a debate like the one we're about to see mm-hmm. when have you seen barack obama bill clinton george bush senior george bush jr in a situation like that you no, don't I haven't yeah it's not a real simulation there is never a time where you in front of the world are going to have another person screaming at you and lying at you that doesn't happen for world leaders. So it's not a real simulation. And and I don't think I necessarily learn I don't I didn't learn anything about Hillary last night that I didn't already know, which is that she she can let somebody lie in front of her and not kill him. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't I don't feel like Hillary showed us something we didn't already know. Or that Donald Trump showed us something that we didn't already know that is going to actually come into them, you know leading the nation it's not a real simulation um and then the other thing that you said which i I completely agree with which is you know use the debate as a forum to show us everything you have your your tricks and but that's what it is it's not about policy it used to be about that and that was back when people were afraid to be called out on things and like for some reason they felt like they needed to tell the truth but like so great excellent points I think if I'm able to, you know, play devil's advocate in a way, um, let's imagine a world. And I was like, I think a lot of people were really frustrated with this last night. Right. Where let's say, okay, the bar is lowered. The format is tainted. It is changed forever. Debates are going to be about mudslinging and about fucking like just attacking people and distracting people and like not about doing what they're designed to do. Um, people are going to take advantage of the medium, right? Even in that case, and I'm tr- I'm trying to like uh, be as impartial as possible. Um, but if both, if uh, like we like the excellent point that we made about entering a field and understanding what the bottom of that field looks like and what you're getting yourself into, if both candidates were playing on that level last night and both were exposed for the like. Uh, inadequacies and like complete just absurdity and like fallacies that they had in their campaigns then we might have walked out without this skewed sense that like it was even or that one like you know right i think you know you have somebody you have a guy uh like trump saying oh this person her career was like a sham. Her career was like, you spent 30 years and what did you do? You didn't do anything. And like, oh, you're like the worst and you've been lying and blah, 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 blah. It's like he was hosting a game show. 
Like he was not doing anything that had anything to do with politics you or know? Like, helping anyone. Yeah, like he was on television, like, like with fucking Dennis Rodman and like Ali right. G and like in the WWF. It's insane. If you had the debate, is a chance to if for an entire campaign where you're sort of in your respective corners and you're like, here's uh, what I think. Here's what I believe. Here's what I hope for. Here's my opinion. Here's my plan. Blah, 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 blah. The chance that you get to be in the same room with that person physically in front of them where they either whatever you say they have to listen to. If that's your chance to be like, yo, my guy, you were a fucking game show host, dude. You have no idea what you're doing. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Newstead Baptist Church on Flatbush. Okay. I went there before we did the podcast. Mm -hmm. I talked to Deacon Jones. Mm hmm. Deacon Jones told me that you used to serve on the Deacon board and you stole two hundred dollars out the collection plate. Why did you do that? Listen, I also man, saw that you no no no. I saw Deacon. I don't understand. Right. I saw that you tweeted already. I saw that you tweeted the other day that any really woman crazy. over the over two hundred pounds doesn't deserve to live. Uh, that well, was that's a gross miscommunication, a mischaracterization. Uh, that wasn't on Twitter. First of all, I heard that I you snapchatted it. I heard so that you, you facts are wrong. You need to fucking fact check. No, no, no. I heard that I'm you kidding, line I'm up kidding, your eyebrows. <laughs> like, like, listen, that's what happens is that people just start making shit up. And that is what we've seen. You're talking about the truest form of honesty. Now, think about it. If you had a time limit. Yeah. Now, you don't get to say anything that's real for the American people. You know what you say? I don't line up my eyebrows. I didn't steal money from 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 Newstead Baptist Church and Deacon Brown. No, no, I didn't say I didn't actually tweet that thing. Mm -hmm. So then how is this a productive dialogue when there's no penalty for lying? And Trump has shown you that. Now, think about it like this. Let's say let's say you're a candidate that's worth a damn like Mitt Romney. Right. Mitt Romney not wouldn't have been a good president. Not a good guy. Fuck Mitt Romney. But if Mitt Romney was like, yo, Trump told a million lies. Right. I'm going to tell a hundred because I could get away with a hundred if he got away with a million. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what people have seen. So it's only going to get more and more dishonest because there's zero accountability. I feel like I think our worst debates stance, are in front of us. The stance and stop stealing. Stop stealing from the, Newstead Baptist the, Church. <laughs> Listen, me and the deacon worked that out. All right. <laughs> and I don't appreciate. No, no. I think like the what you're saying is based on the assumption that um mud is always like false that it's always like prop mud like the idea that you know okay oh, yeah like that's you know point. like oh hillary like blah 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 like you lied blah 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 first off i mean you know being as as uh, going to the source watching that debate it's like on the one hand um and i'm sure this shit's gonna happen again in the third one which is coming up it's like on the one hand oh word um yeah you're like blah 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 like trump is lying he tells a million lies on the other hand he keeps talking about how hillary lied about shit and how she deleted shit and how there's this shady stuff going on and when she's on the defensive it's hard to like not really have it's hard to unhear that right on the other hand we know the truth about donald trump we know that he was on the apprentice we know that he has zero experience in politics we know all these things as fact and it feels like the performance of politician has really clouded people's vision enough that they've forgotten that in 2004, 2005, 2006, Hillary was a senator in the state of New York and he was a game show host on television. And I feel like that truth has to be said 
in but his presence. That real point that you made about like, oh, I want you to say something factual, like Trump was a game show host, whatever. Mm. You don't get the opportunity because because pe- your opponent is saying something egregious, like you know, you 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 did X, Y, and Z, or that Avion Tequila doesn't have a sexy bottle, or just mm. something that's completely false. Yeah, that's false. Some shit fun. that you can't right. even. And so you spend all of your time. Mm-hmm. You spend all of your time like debating this more grotesque claim right, right. and you don't really get to because the truth is always less yeah. crazy yeah. than somebody's imagination. Yeah. And what I'm saying, uh, this is what I'm saying. People, candidates are going to start bringing in their imagination to debates in a way we've never seen before. Thanks to, to, to little hands. Yeah. And that to me. Is is, is is just like okay let's just fucking scrap it and rethink it yeah. because we haven't yeah. rethought this format yeah. since we started doing this yeah we've rethought everything else i mean i think that we're close on you know i think like in closing um i think we're close on like the idea that some sort of change of structure needs to happen or like some sort of like you know, rethinking of like the process of what this actually is or the format of it, like it needs to happen. But I feel like debate in general between candidates is vital to like what democracy, the promise of democracy is, which is that the best idea wins. The only way you can beat a bad idea is with a good idea. The only way that you can fucking convince people is to have to talk to them. The only way that you can like prove that your shit is right is to have somebody next to you say that it's wrong and have to beat them, you know? Right. And so I feel like, that's like in the fabric of everything that we do, anything that you believe in that's true to your heart, you can stand by in a way that's going to make the next person hear you, even if they don't agree with you. So the way that we're doing things now, I feel like is off. It could be, you know, I don't know whether this gets worse in the future. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe when Kanye West runs in 2020, he'll be an absolutely brilliant, polite absolutely just effective debater and we won't have you any ain't got of these the answer strong you know? <laughs> like, maybe it'll be amazing you know but i feel like there's no way that we can't let one person undermine something that's worked for longer than he's been around we can't let one energy dismantle a process that americans need and that we all need because without it like we're less of ourselves like we're less of what we do like our process is less than its full potential you know right and so i think like there's you know there's no way that we can like or at least like in the stance of like this specifically like there's a clear demand and need for debates to continue and i'm just hopeful that they don't continue in this exact way i'll tell you one thing uh tramel and i will be debating Every now and then on the podcast, this was fun. G. Yeah, 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 this was, was fun. Cool. I think I, cool. I think I whipped your ass, but that this cool. is fun. They'll, the people, the people, the will, people decide. will decide. Right, <laughs> that's right. how they work. You yeah. get it? You know. No, Let me just yeah. say one thing in closing that's super important. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob. Okay, so they made. <laughs> Shut so the they fuck made. Up. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> over. It's done. Right, we loved them. We loved right. Patrick. Right, we loved G. fucking. Yo, all I was gonna say is that they made the they made the lobster the bodybuilder. And if you oh, look at a lobster, yeah. he yeah. looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, what, is, you know, what was the beach called? O- like Oil Slick Beach or something? Man, some come shit? on. It it's too brilliant. It's something crazy. And y'all letting it go. <laughs> and y'all care. And like, and why would you oh, even want to be president of a nation that got rid of SpongeBob? That's a fact. That's a fact. If I was Hillary, I'd have got to be like, what's not, the point? You talk about making America great again. Right. Come the fuck what's on. What's the point? Like, make SpongeBob great again. Wow, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> See y'all next episode. Peace. Or not. Because if they canceling SpongeBob, who knows? No one's safe. Exactly. Peace, peace. 
Richmond, the Elevated Conversation is a loudspeaker network production. Our producer is Matt Raz. Our editor is Tim Einenkel. Our executive producer is Chris Morrow. The views, opinions, and hilarious jokes expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and guests featured on the program. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Tequila Avion and its affiliates. Please, don't sue us. <laughs>